The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it, please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's you better you bet. Presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You better, you bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, here with you on the BetQL Network. Every game here is Game 7. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you BS all right. Bets and sports. Coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app, simulcast by our friends over at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. We are on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports and on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And for the people in the chats, later this week, we'll bring back our social segment. You'll hashtag make the case. I don't think that's what we're going to call the segment. We still have to figure that out. But you'll make the case for your favorite football bet coming up this weekend. We'll do that on this phenomenal Football Friday. We look very much forward to that. So if you're on YouTube and Twitch, audience participation coming back in a major way coming up later this week youtube.com backslash odyssey sports and twitch.tv backslash betql and we are heard on radio stations nationwide including on satellite radio sirius 160 and xm 205 as ken and i are here bringing you the wagertainment we're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people over at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. And do so on this T3. Three words and they all start with the letter T. Terrific football Tuesday. Also, terrific in-season NBA tournament Tuesday as well. It's like nine words that start with I. December 5th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show is on Twitter, at you better you bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the, at the Costos and Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. On X. He loves it. At Happy holidays. Lockie Lockerson. Happy holidays, everybody. Also, I'll be at the clubs. I'll be at the rave. That's where I'll be. That, that play-in can... tournament game, or that, that in-season game, that felt like a rave last night. The energy in that place was bumping. That was like I can a nonstop party. I can confidently say I've partied a lot in my life. Never been to a rave. No desire to ever go to a rave. I don't even know what a rave is, but I'm pretty sure I've never been to a rave. Sounds like even at like the height of my partying, I would not want to yeah. go to a rave. Like, what is a yeah, rave? It's like a. I think it's just like. Uh, isn't it just like a, a type of party like at a club where there's just like it's like house music and like a lot of drugs and glow sticks and stuff and it's yeah, just that's like kind of what it's about. Yeah. I, honestly, that sounds that sounds like I do something terrible at some point in between now and and I, and when I die and I go to hell and like that that's right. I walk into the club and it's a rave for all eternity. Sure. That's hell. That's hell for me. <laughs> right. It's a, an eternal rave. 
Okay. An eternal rave. Where uh and and only one highlight plays on the TV throughout all eternity. And it's Christian right. Kirk like injuring his groin on the first play of the game and me losing <laughs> my receiving yards over. No, no, it's and that's that's spliced with Tank Dell uh breaking his leg and being out for the season. Just, it just alternates back to back to back. It's just like I mean, just imagine and like uh, all the people are like, Oh, can we avoid these bets? How about this? Like like be an adult and like accept responsibility. Like we lost. It's okay. These things happen, no problem. Anyway, it is a uh, terrific Football Tuesday, and on this terrific Football Tuesday, we'll bring you three tremendous guests. How about our friend Pete, uh, Pete Prisco, the great Pete Prisco? Pete's actually texting me right now. Pete from CBS Sports will stop by today, talking National Football League. Pete's a Jacksonville guy. We'll find out what he thinks about the Jaguars in the wake of Trevor Lawrence's high ankle sprain. I, I don't think Lawrence is playing this week. Doug Peterson could say whatever he wants. I'd be surprised if Lawrence played on Sunday for the Jaguars uh, in a really, really interesting game for them against the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk about uh, that game with Pete Prisco and the rest of the slate coming up week 14 in the NFL. It's been too long since we've welcomed America's college football insider, our good friend, the great Brett McMurphy. We're feeling patriotic today. Brett McMurphy will join the show from the Action Network, Big Bets on Campus podcast, to talk about bowl season, his thoughts on the uh, the college football playoff semifinals. Brett's been reporting all the bowl matchups. He's got more better intel than most on who's playing, who's not playing. So we'll get Brett McMurphy's early reads on a lot of these bowl games. We look forward to welcoming in America's college football insider to the show as we move along. And then to start the Power Hour today with two more games, in the NBA in-season tournament quarterfinals. Our friend Matt Moore stops by from the Buckets podcast and the Action Network, previewing the two games tonight, the Knicks and the Bucks, the Suns and the Lakers. We'll talk about what we saw last night with, uh, with both underdogs winning. Uh, really exciting games. Uh, Matt Moore will join us to start the Power Hour today, his bets for tonight, and thoughts on the NBA in totality. Plus, we'll finish our handicap coming up week 14 in the National Football League with P-squared, B-squared. We will talk about, I mean... You watched this game last night? You could have told someone that was actually Joe Burrow playing quarterback for the Bengals, and I think they would have believed you with how well Jake Browning played. What an it's upset that was with Jake. Yeah. I just you know, wild performance from Jake Browning last night. We'll talk about Browning and the Bengals against the Indianapolis Colts. Can the Bengals make the playoffs, by the way, at 6-6? Six and six, We'll discuss. The Jaguars and the Browns and, like, the C.J. Beathard-Joe Flacco Bowl maybe in, like, 90-mile-per-hour 90, 90 wins. We'll talk about that game coming up. We'll get to Sunday Night Football with the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Monday Night Football doubleheader with the Dolphins and the Titans and the Packers against... It's a Tommy DeVito, baby! DeVito draws another start for the New York football Giants. Giants and Packers on Monday Night Football. We'll bring you the new edition of He's a Slap for Week 13 in the NFL. Go through each game. Pick pick someone who offended us in some way, shape, or form or caused us to lose our bet. That's coming up this hour on the show. Power Hour Final Hour features all our bets for tonight. Bets of Steel in the NHL where I might have a bet on every single game tonight. It's close. Maybe not all, but a lot of bets coming up tonight in the NHL. Our bets for the NBA in-season tournament tonight. Knicks, Bucks, Suns, Lakers. Can't wait for it. And uh, Tyler, the creator of winning college basketball bets, is back with us on the show today. Tyler, I think we'll have some college basketball plays for us. I don't know that for sure. Oh, he's just typed in the chat that he does. So that's excellent. Tyler will bring us college basketball bets coming up in the power hour of the show. We are locked and loaded. Terrific football Tuesday. Ken Barkley, how the hell are you doing? Uh, good. Yeah, I think I think there are actually some pretty good games tonight in college hoops. I know uh, North Carolina and UConn play. I think that's one of them. And because apparently if you're a good team, like all the good teams just play each other. And then conference play has not only started like been going for a little bit, <laughs> like the Big Ten, for example. I feel like Purdue's played like five conference games already. They've already lost and won a game in Big Ten play. It's December 5th. 
Um, so that's kind of interesting. So yeah, starting start to get some good games. I think uh, Wisconsin, Michigan State is like the Big Ten game, and then maybe there's one other one. But uh, I think I don't know how you were kind of like preparing for last night when we got off the air. I know I kind of thought like, oh, like easy night. I'll watch the Celtic. Maybe maybe the maybe the the in season tournament's good. Maybe it's not, but I'll like I'll check it out. I'm excited about it. Maybe it's good. And the and the NFL game's a dog. So I'm gonna be in bed like really early. Really, really early last night. Not, not a ton of hockey going on either. Like, cool. All right. Yeah, this is gonna be like a nice, slow, easy night. And like the Celtics Pacers game starts kind of getting going. And very early, this is before the NFL game even kicks off. And very early on, like I have the the uh, Boston telecast here because I live in Connecticut. So like Scal, who comes on the show with us, is the the analyst on the game, and he's even saying like within five minutes he just goes, "Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. There's like a like a crazy high level of physicality in this game already. It was like, awesome. The NBA wanted a playoff atmosphere, like they got it, and you could tell really early. The first quarter goes way under the total." The refs are calling no fouls. Guys are like clotheslining each other. The level of defensive intensity is very high, especially for a team like Indiana. Doesn't play a lot of defense. And you could just tell, like you could tell very early, like maybe the ending isn't going to be great. Like maybe a team wins by 10 or something like that. But just it has the potential to be a really electric sporting event. And both teams held up their end of the bargain. So then that starts kind of getting rolling. And then the NFL game starts. And you're kind of, and again, we I think we went into that game pretty maybe cautiously optimistic or even pessimistic about what that was going to be pessimistic and it fair. Like, into... we could be fair and say that and i love right. the nfl more than anyone Luke Warm, i was pessimistic least. about the game right. i was pessimistic yeah. candidly sure just like like really like really we you know we saw jake browning play against the steelers okay like all the all the games were on jamar chase like double tipped passes like that's what this is going to be and uh and of course we're all wrong and it turns into like one of the games of the season despite who was playing quarterback and uh and so you had Pacers Celtics fourth quarter into halftime of the NFL game. Then the NFL game's awesome. The second NBA game was not as good as the first game, but like still compelling. And the Pelicans continue to just beat up the Kings as they've done the entire year so far. Uh, just like turned into a kind of like a banger sports night and and like spearheaded obviously by like the the favorite in the in season tournament has been eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Insert Celtics jokes here, and then a really unexpectedly good NFL game made for a. Cra- I went to bed really late. I'm like I got bags under the eyes right now. Got to catch up tonight on a bunch of sleep. Didn't think that's oh, how yeah. we would be uh, starting the show today. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is like. So I'll watch the Knicks Bucks game the 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 first the first game tonight, and oh, then I, I think to. I send the and then I think the. Yeah. Uh, I think we sent out the punt unit after that, and then I'll like right. watch raise like the Lakers Suns tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah raise the white right, big big time. So yeah, because uh, listen, like you know, especially and you talked about this yesterday, staying up late on Saturday, obviously to watch the uh, to watch the two the, the the Michigan game and the Florida State game, and then Sunday night football, and then Monday night football. And Friday like, and then we night, need to send the Pac twelve and and, and yeah. the Pac twelve game. Great call. Uh, and then Thursday night football the night before with Cowboys Seahawks. Like I think the punt unit gets sent out big time coming up tonight, and that and that's totally okay. But you're so right. What a great sports night. And I'm not gonna lie to anyone and say that I stayed up for the duration of the uh, the Kings Pelicans game. Like I didn't, but I could not have been more into the Celtics Pacers game. And look, like it didn't go. I hit my prop, which is great. Bruce Brown went over, which is cool. Um, also, like I bet the Celtics, and and that was a loser. But even like with the losing bet, um. You just, you kind of felt like, 
even sitting at home, the energy in that arena was insane. And like, I, I follow like a lot of people on Twitter, which can be a negative. In this instance, I feel like it was a positive. You know, whether it's Bob Kravitz, who's like a long time like columnist from Indianapolis, people I used to work with who live in the Indiana area, Indianapolis area, uh, or or locals fans of the local teams, who just kept they all just kept saying that this was like a transformative night for the franchise for the Indiana Pacers that they kind of like took like a leap last night and I'm no one's insinuating they're going to win the title this year or anything like that but it just like it felt absolutely massive you had people taking shots at Joe Mazzulla last night on social media it felt like the NBA postseason again easy to do. really great game right. e- way easy to do by the way in a related story can I interest you in the Knicks getting points tonight against Adrian Griffin in a, <laughs> maybe in a related story and then sure. in like the the upset of the millennium I think I was actually going through the Monday night games from this year, and like there have been some pretty good. Chiefs Eagles was obviously good, like maybe not as well played, honestly. It's like just crazy to say, but like a dramatic finish with Super Bowl rematch. Broncos Bills was entertaining, maybe not like the most well played game. There's a chance that's the best Monday night game of the season, like with Jake Browning against C.J. Beathard at the end of the game after Trevor Lawrence goes out. What an oddly and ridiculously compelling sporting event last night. And look like I lost all my bets on the game. It was a terrible night in that regard. I, I had the Jaguars. I had Jaguars teasers and all lost. The Christian Kirk prop, 26 yards on the first play of the game. And then, like, he's holding his junk at, uh, on the field. And now he has yeah. to go surgery for a core injury. Absolutely Hashtag terrible. But even... So even, so even, like, despite that, and obviously, like, you want to win, uh, so that wasn't fun. But, man, like, really, really, Ken, to your point, what a night, man. Late December yeah. back in 63. <laughs> uh, really, really fun night of sports. Would have liked to have won sure. the bets, but still a fun night. Well, yeah, and I, I owe you a debt of gratitude. So Christian Kirk gets hurt on the first throw of the game from Lawrence, and I text you. And after I sent it, I was like, Oh, I think that was like really bad for him. Like, should I text him? But I was like, I'm going to text him because I just, you know, like, I, I have nothing bad. going. It's, it's, to- I, it's totally I had nothing, okay. But you know what I mean? <laughs> a, where it's like, yeah. like, oh, that sucks. Oh, by the way, help me with something. Uh, so just, I, I was curious your take on like who that injury helped the most. Obviously, there are live player props now offered by like every domestic sports book. And I had no action on the game. And I'm like, here's my entry point. Like, I'm going to pick something and go with it here, really, in terms of, like, how I see the game playing out. So I, I texted Nick. I go, who does who does the Kirk injury help the most? Uh, I said, it's like, Zay Jones, I think, question mark. And you wrote back Ingram. And I was like, all right. So, like, I, I ended up, like, spraying a little bit on on a lot of the Jaguars receivers. But I was like, oh, Ingram. And his, uh, his live player prop, I think, was, like, 46 or something or 44, some really low number, uh, and cleared it on. It didn't even take the catch on the last drive. But I also bet Calvin Ridley's over. Uh, at some point in the middle of the game because he had like been so poor and the number kept dropping and dropping. And obviously the catch that determined whether that bet went over or not, and I think determined whether a lot of his numbers went over or not, was the holding call on the long pass down the field uh, late in the game. That was an overtime, right? That was the Jags driving overtime. overtime. And I lost a fantasy and, matchup uh, because of that. Pretty Bethard rolls right, completes down the field, and you're like, oh my God, like they're in business, flag, kind of like a flimsy holding call, but like it was called, and that catch would have like, I would have, I would have swept what based on basically partly in term in, in your advice. So I was kind of finding some stuff to sweat in the game just because I felt I felt left out. I wanted something. I wasn't quite sure if the Bengals could do it or not. And uh and yeah, I mean just I mean not just like a great game. I mean, where does that rank in terms of you're expecting something from a quarterback and you get something completely different than what you're expecting from an ability standpoint. Like, 
I mean, I would say like Zach Wilson against the Chiefs earlier this year would be like a good example where like, did anybody think he was going to do that? And then he did. And we were like, oh, man, maybe that's also a good reminder that maybe it's not going to be like that every single week with Jake Browning. But like Jake Browning last night, we started the game like 17 for 18, 23 for 25 at one point, something like that. Like really crazy. And uh, not just a great game, a completely unexpectedly good quarterback performance. Yeah, I, I was just trying to think while you were saying that, like what, what kind of stands out to me. And I, I don't even know if there's I, – I, I'm sure during the break I'll come up with a couple where like guy comes out of nowhere and just – play. that's yeah. – I mean, like, like maybe like the Mike White game against – that's probably the game is Mike White against yeah, Cincinnati a, really a couple years one. ago when he, th- when he, when he threw really for 400 one. yards against the Bengals. But I'll tell you what, for as well as Mike White played in that game – like that might be the best quarterback game of the season that Jake Browning played last night. Like he was unbelievable. And if I'm going to lose money, I'm I'm comfortable losing money in that way. On the other side, we'll talk everything coming out of the Bengals' stunning upset of the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence's injury. You better you bet on a Tuesday. We'll be right back with you better you bet presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Off balance three, and he puts it in, and a chance at four. He got it, but a flag flies at the end of the play, so we'll hold off. Bengals indicate that this is against the Jaguars, and if it is, this game is over. Unsportsmanlike conduct on the defense, leaping, penalties decline, field goal is good. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Is uh, is leaping the coolest penalty in sports? Like you get penalized, yeah, like, you're like oh, what you get penalized awesome. for? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's like leaping, like oh, right. holding. Like, it's like oh, like you attempted like you awesomeness. Like a, defense yeah like right. yeah. oh you know like i oh i i interfered with the receiver it was pass interference or like whole like oh legal yeah. contact oh what did you do oh i leapt like i jumped really yeah. high and they didn't I'm, like it. i almost cleared <laughs> so him too me. yeah i almost made it all the way over him because i'm so athletic yeah. like leaping is incredible um by the way great to have our friends Jake the Snake Hassan back from his vacation in Hawaii. So Jake's back with us today. Coming back. Kenny Henderson did a great job. But great to have Jake back. Jake coming back from break with two great highlights from last night. The Halliburton four-point play that helped Indiana close out the Boston Celtics in the in-season tournament quarterfinals. Turner Sports, courtesy of the highlight. And then Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who are just like the absolute gold standard. Like on that review at the end of the game, Aikman's like, let's let's get a move on, guys. Just like yeah, come on, I guys. love him so much. He's the yeah. freaking best, man. He's awesome. Uh Buck and Aikman with the call of the Bengals and Jaguars, the Evan McPherson game winner as the Bengals upset the Jaguars in like one of the games of the year in the NFL. Can't believe that I'm saying that, but it's true. 31-28. So we'll get to everything coming out of the football game. Uh, We'll talk the AFC South. We'll talk, obviously, Trevor Lawrence's injury, high ankle sprain, probably not going to play this week on the road in Cleveland against the Browns. We'll talk the Bengals and their viability now at 6-6. Six and six. Could this team make a playoff run if JB looks like JB? Jake Browning looks like Joe Burrow? We'll discuss. But uh, let's do a little bit more, Ken, on the Pacers win last night over the Boston Celtics in really, really impressive fashion in Indiana. Pacers advance to Vegas for the semifinals coming up later this week. Your thoughts from Indiana's win over Boston? I just, I got I wanted to do just a couple minutes here. People are like, get to the NFL, probably because I you know it's probably what I'd be saying too in a lot of situations. But uh, I got just got a bunch of notes from people and uh, a text from somebody I know who bets who was like, you think? And the the point of all of the messages and the texts and everything was basically the same. 
which is like, do you, do you think like Tyrese Halliburton, who I think the the consensus narrative out of last night's game is like this emerging superstar player who was really good last year, but is like even better this year and is sort of like getting older in a good way. And uh, and the team's maybe a little better this year. The consensus of all the notes is like, do you think he can win MVP this year? Like, here's this awesome emerging star player. We talk on the show previously about how there isn't like a, a great young player maybe willing to kind of bridge the gap from Jokic Embiid to like the next generation of player. Maybe it's Luka, maybe it's SGA. I think there's like a lot of buzz around Halliburton, for lack of a better word right now. And then I had one other person who, who just said like, then the real sickos come out. And I had somebody be like, like Carlisle coach of the year. Like, what do you, what do you think of that? So just like wanted to talk about both of those really quick because they're like Carlisle coach of the year. Isn't like a hot topic today, but Halliburton is, I mean, he's really, really good. And they're going to keep playing in the tournament too. So you keep having opportunity for moments. Um, I just, I, I tend to be like the, the grumpy, like old guy in this, like the wet blanket in these situations, which especially with NBA most valuable player, it's just a really, really exclusive award. Like in the NFL, we're going to talk about some players that have a chance to win today and Thursday that like have never sniffed the award before and they can win it. Like Brock Purdy can actually win most valuable. I don't think he's gonna, but he definitely can. And I can be wrong and he could definitely win. He may end up being the most deserving player at the end of the year. Dax ever. I mean, I guess like the one year they won a billion games, but I keep, you know, rookie of the year. Like that's what he was up for that year. Like it was just, he's never really had a season like that where we talk, but they can win. Like there were, there was no invisible barrier to knock down. You can go from being irrelevant to winning the MVP in the NFL in the NBA. You just can't like, you just can't. It just never, ever, ever happens. And so like my best guess for how this plays out for Halliburton is maybe he makes first team all NBA or second team all NBA, which is like a huge accomplishment. He'll be an all-star for sure. Once he gets hurt and, uh, the team will probably be, you know, like a middle playoff team, like the six seed or the seven seed or worse, honestly, which we'll talk about in a second. But like, they'll be very interesting and he'll get those accolades, which he's never gotten before. Like, he's never been first team all NBA, obviously, before. Like, that's in play for him now. And he'll probably finish like top five in MVP voting. I would compare his season very favorably or very similarly to the season that SGA had last year where SGA was like up for kind of like most improved player. He was actually so good he couldn't win it. Like he was already too good. He averaged like 30 points a game. I don't I don't know if he made first team all NBA. He actually I think he did make first team all NBA last year. First or second team yeah. all NBA, but like made a made a leap forward to be like a really compelling MVP caliber player. That's what he did last year, but you would have never bet him to win it. Yeah, even while it was going on, you would have never bet him to win the award. That's how I think about Halliburton this year. Like an emerging, really interesting player who can win MVP next year or two years from now. The MVP in the NBA moves so glacially. Every, every you always want to think guys are ahead of schedule. You always have to wait a long time on them. And I uh, and I just I had a lot of people be like Halliburton. Like, what do you think? Be like, well, I think he's awesome. Like, I think he's one of my favorite players to watch, certainly, in the entire league. He shoots almost 50% from three on, like, 10 attempts. I mean, it's, like, completely ridiculous. Some of the shots he was making last night over Derek White and Holiday, like, outstanding stuff. It's just not this year. It's just not going to be this year. Oh, by the way, the guy that he's chasing, Jokic, is, like, having his best season ever. He's, like, he leads the NBA in total points, rebounds, and assists. Like, what? like vulnerable favorite question mark like what are we like why are we trying to take shots at this guy so i uh i just i i love halliburton i might bet him before the season starts next year if he finishes like top three or top five this year it's like i think it's too early and i, I could be wrong like he could win 
I'm usually right about this stuff. And I would, I would just, th- however you thought about SGA last year, that's how I would think about Halliburton this year. Carlisle is trickier because ba- it just comes down to a really basic question. Uh, how good do you think the Pacers are actually going to be this year? How good do you think they're going to be? If you think they're going to be like three seed, four seed good, then he's going to win. I, honestly, he might win no matter what. I guess if the Magic had an even better season, Mosley would win instead. But like, if you think they're that good, then you should bet them and like follow their season. And and like, it's a, such a fun team to root for. I have them as really fun, but ultimately not winning a lot of games. And when I say not winning a lot of games, I don't mean like under 500. I mean, like they're going to have games like last night. And then they're also going to have games where they lose like 132, 126 to the nets or something. They're just going to be really like too inconsistent because of the style that they play. We've seen that already this season and Halliburton's played almost every game so far. And so like, Ultimately, the coach of the year usually goes to a coach who wins a lot of games. Not This isn't the NFL. Like, you don't just make the playoffs and win. No one does that. I'd be thinking, like, one seed for, like, your winner of this award. That's right, which is why Finch and Dagnalt and, you know, like, and, and Jamal Mosley's getting bet a lot. But, like, let's see what happens with them. Like, I'd be thinking about those guys, like, the one seed kind of guys, two seed kind of guys to win. I don't see that for Indiana. I almost hope I'm wrong because if they're awesome, it's so good for the league. It's so fun. But I, I don't think I'm wrong about this. Uh, wouldn't bet him. Wouldn't bet Halliburton. Can't wait to watch their semifinal game in Vegas on Thursday. But like, I'm I'm on the sidelines on both these guys. Happy to watch. Happy to bet on him in the games. But just like ultimately, I, I don't think the te- the team success will be there for Carlisle. And I don't think I think it's just too early for Halliburton. But a future MVP for sure. Give me like a give me like thirty seconds here on this. And then we can move on to the NFL. If people wanted to bet, and like we'll shelve Halliburton for now because, like, just like my thought doing the show for years, listening to you talk about it, other people talk about it, like Halliburton, like almost like can't win. Not that he definitely can't, but it's going to be really difficult. It's just unlikely. Carlisle's. It's just really yeah, unlikely. Unfa- and they're not going to. They're not going to be the one seed. Like this isn't Derrick Rose or something. Like this isn't some out of nowhere like Phoenix. You know, like it's just it's not. That's not what it is. So at Carlisle could be more likely, right, to win his award than Halliburton would be to win his. Do you need Indiana to win the in-season tournament to get Hall- to get Carlisle there? And if, like, like the perception of winning that tournament, maybe beating Milwaukee and then maybe beating the Lakers or the Suns in the final, you think would, like, springboard him with a lot of momentum into the rest of the season if they win the in-season tournament? Honestly, like what I would well, it's worth noting uh, the final won't count for their record. It won't count for the overall record. Just the semifinal will count for the overall record. So if we're doing it in terms of like but, how many games, but they you know win, what it will count for. But you get a lot. Of you know what it will count for. Well, you get a lot of credit. Cloud. Yeah, you get a lot of Cloud. credit for. Yeah, of course. I mean, honestly, though, like I don't project them that way. So if it's it, honestly what I would hope for, then great. I hope they win. And I'll be there like January 1st to just fade the crap out of all of this and bet everybody like when they go 44 and 38. And like if they're going to have that, like just keep in mind because it's people do the same thing. Everybody bet Ime Udoka to win coach of the year because the Rockets got off to this like, okay start. Those guys don't win. Like, like, do you think the Rockets are going to win 50 games? Not not like they're a really good story. They're going to make plays. 50 games. They're going to win 50 games. Anyone listening to this will answer no. Their live win total in the market right now is like 41. Great, he can't win. Not possible. When the win total's 50, then we can have the conversation. That's how I feel about the Pacers. Most most fun team. Hate that I have to do a segment where I say don't bet them. Uh, the coach of the year, I think, is very likely to be several other candidates. All right, so there you have it. Good stuff coming out of the uh, the Pacers win last night over the Celtics. Also, Joe Missoula still stinks. He's not going to win coach of the year either. 
Yeah. Uh, no, and uh, the Celtics won't win an NBA championship because they'll foul it up at the end. And also, like when Porzingis comes back, we'll see what they end up they end up looking at. And, and, in any event, uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday. Um, so we hit the NBA. We'll give you our NBA bets for tonight in the final hour, power hour of the show. Let's talk about the betting impact, Ken, of the uh, the Bengals' like insane win last night in Jacksonville over the Jaguars. Browning over 300 yards passing, 32 of 37, like the great touchdown pass to Jamar Chase. Chase was amazing in the game. Lawrence, high ankle sprain, stepped on by left tackle Walker Little. Like It looked like it was going to be a lot worse for Trevor Lawrence. Also, like, hey, Jacksonville. Can you afford a cart to take your franchise quarterback to the locker room instead of having him yeah. walk with his high ankle sprain? Like way too, way too much time for the Khan family dealing with professional wrestling and AEW. Not enough time getting the cart ready for Trevor Lawrence to take him to the locker room. Absolutely ridiculous. So the Bengals win 31-28. Uh, Jacksonville is still the favorite to win the division. Jags minus 250. Houston plus 400. The Col- Was that the final 34-31. One of the two. I might have it. 34 31 on it. That's what it says on our screen right now. Like in the official I'm like, sure graphic that's, right. that's on the screen. I'm yeah. sure that's right. So 34 31, I'm sure, is right. I, I, I do this stuff off the top of my head, and usually I'm right. I might, might have gotten that one wrong. It's 34 31. So Jacksonville remains the favorite to win the division. Houston plus 400. The Celtics plus five, uh, the Celtics. Who? The Colts. I can't, re- I can't read okay, my handwriting. Go. I thought that's the Celtics. <laughs> Colts plus but can 500. Can win NFL MVP? We'll discuss. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so, Ken, like, let's. We'll hit everything coming out of this, um, but like dealer's choice here. What do you think coming out of this game last night? Cincy to 6-6. Six and six. Jacksonville takes a loss. I think the other two teams are really live in this division. So thoughts coming out of the Bengals win on Monday night. Yeah, I mean, I guess it starts with just like uh, how much do you think Lawrence is going to play and how many games and how effective do you think he's going to be? And that's a little bit of a subjective answer to a certain extent. We were talking before or in the last commercial break about maybe what it's going to be. I... Both of us, even before we talked before the show, I think both of us probably came to the same conclusion, at least about this week, which is really, really unlikely to play, even though like the door has been left open for him to play by Doug Peterson. Seems really unlikely he's going to play um, at Cleveland, too, which say what you want about the Browns. Their defense got torched a little bit. Still a really good defense in a home game with weather. Not maybe not the game to trot, you know, Trevor Lawrence out there with with Miles Garrett coming around the edge, uh, no matter what condition Garrett's in. So, OK, out for this week. And then I think it's a lot of like, we don't know. I think it's a lot of, we don't know what this is going to be. This is a player who has played with a ton of injuries before. There was speculation. His knee was really messed up in the middle of this year. He was playing anyway. There was probably some truth to that, although maybe it was overblown a little bit. But the point is just like guy who plays with a lot of injuries is going to play with an injury. And it makes it really tough. Like it's the classic. It's what we talk about when a guy's not in any game. If the quarterback's playing, but he's not 100%, how do you value that? Like he's going to play. Like I think we, I think... I think he might play next week. You know, like I think he might be, I think it might be uh, just like a one week absence. It seems possible. So however you answer that question will probably determine, do you want to bet a bunch of stuff? If you think he's back and it's like, okay, he's 50%, he's 75%, he's not as mobile, whatever. You may not want to bet a lot into the AFC South or teams to make miss the playoffs in the AFC when that reopens or any other. There's not really a lot of award applications here, but you may you may just kind of be like, I'm going to wait and see what this is like. Uh, If you think that this is a really big deal, it's likely to be a multi-week absence, which we just don't know. Then you're going to kind of have your dealer's choice here of the Texans and the Colts. And it's worth noting if you did want to pick between those two teams. The Texans are much more likely to win their game this week. So if it's which price is going to improve the most this week of the three teams, Jags, Texans, Colts, Texans are the biggest favorite. They're the most likely to win. Their price is the most likely to to get better. 
in week 18, uh, the Colts will host the Texans. And yep. Indy has beaten Houston already head-to-head back in week two. So, like, Indianapolis will hold that advantage if it comes down to it for a wild-card spot or for the division in the final game of the season. And just on Lawrence, and I'm obviously not a doctor. I won't do the I play one on TV joke because it's overplayed. Uh, you don't have to be a doctor to know this. We talk about this all the time on the show. We talked about it with Saquon Barkley, right? High ankle sprain earlier in the year. The Giants kept lying to the press, like, oh, like, Saquon will be back. Actually, like, oh, like, he's questionable. Like, no, he's not. High ankle sprain, like, you can't cut. You're a position player, like, you wide receiver, tight end, running back. Like, you can't play with a high ankle sprain. Like, you can't run and cut. You're out four to six weeks. Quarterback's a little bit of a different story. You can play with a high ankle sprain. You just can't move. And Lawrence's mobility is such a huge part of his game. Like, no one thinks of him the way we think of a guy like like Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson, for instance. But he can move. He scores a a bunch of rushing touchdowns, too. I think it's a big deal for Lawrence if he's going to become, like, statue pocket passer. Can still be good. He just won't be Trevor Lawrence. We'll talk about this more coming up on the other side. You better, you better rolls on on a Tuesday with Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Can Jake Browning win the NBA in-season tournament? This is what people are asking following his performance last night on Monday Night Football. What a great game by Browning. And, uh, you know, not just us, but I feel like a lot of people that do what we do, whether it's betting content or just regular sports content, maybe we're not the biggest fans of Zach Taylor while acknowledging he's been to -to back-to-back championship games, went to a Super Bowl, almost won a Super Bowl. I think a lot of us saying, well, the quarterback had a lot to do with that in Joe Burrow. Credit where it's due, man. It's a hell of a coaching job by Zach Taylor last night. Hell of a quarterbacking job by Jake Browning. And a terrible performance by the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, allowing all of that to happen with Jake Browning at the helm for Cincinnati. Joe Buck on the call from the highlight we play coming back from break on ESPN and ABC. We'll talk about that game and a little more about AFC South and can the Bengals make the playoffs in a second. I want to remind our live audience, though, we'll be on stadium coming up in 20 minutes to start hour number two. Pete Prisco and Brett McMurray. Murphy will join us on our two stadium hours. We'll also continue our handicap at week 14 in the NFL with P squared, B squared. Matt Moore will join us in the power hour and also in the power hour, the final hour of the show, all our bets coming up for tonight. Uh, but let's, let's talk about this AFC playoff picture, Ken, where Jacksonville or Cincinnati, let's start with them, hosts Indianapolis this week um, in a game where I think we're kind of thinking, okay, like Indy's going to be able to get a win here. Browning's terrible. Bengals will be coming off a big loss. And then they win, and Browning looks the way he did. And now that market looks a little different. We'll talk about that individual game coming up next hour. So we have the Bengals at 6-6. Six and six, And can, can they be a viable playoff team now in the AFC? And then you've got the mess at the top of the AFC South, right, with Indy and Houston, both at 7-5. and five. Jacksonville now at 8-4. and four. Lawrence unlikely to play this week with a high ankle sprain. So a lot going on here. Kind of like, how do you see this shaking out in the AFC playoffs? playoff picture a big mess like a really 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 big mess um and i i don't know what the resolution is going to be i mean you you really if you if you put jacksonville more into the like they're obviously winning their division right now but with lawrence's injury if you put them kind of into this giant like messy pool with all these other teams it's essentially eight for four something like that, depending on who wins the AFC South, because if three AFC South teams in the mix, it really is kind of eight for four, because only you know one of the three will win the division. The other two will have to fend for a wild card. And the, the other, the really dicey thing is like, it's, it's eight for four, eight teams for four spots, obviously is what I mean. And like, I know I, I'm probably nuts to say this, 
the Chargers are also like not totally out of it yet. Uh, they played Denver twice uh, between now and the end of the season. They can very how we think about the Broncos right now. We could very easily think about the Chargers like that in three weeks. Very easily think about them like that. And like if you if you if you really throw that team in, then then it's a mess. Does it? I guess. Like, it's really fun to talk about, and we should talk, like, who who would we have making it, whatever. Just the two points I would make, I don't see a lot of bets to make here. I would just say that, like, right off the bat. Like, this is first and foremost a betting show. It's also a sports show. The sports part of this is fascinating. I like looking at this. I have the standings up right now. I like looking at, oh, man, is this team going to be the five? This is going to be the six? This is going to be the seven? From a betting standpoint, like, make, miss, or division, with this diagnosis for Lawrence, it kind of like paralyzes me to want to bet anything into the market, thinking that like, okay, maybe like a 60% him plays a week from today. Now, the price that's most likely to drop in that market, which I said in the last segment, is Houston. Why are they the most likely price to drop? They are the most likely to win their game. Easy. Like, easy to figure out. Think about how we bet awards. Looking down the road, what's going to happen next week? What's going to happen the week after? Texans are the most likely team to win. They are the most likely to have a more favorable price. Now, would I ever bet this stuff? The way Lawrence has kind of been diagnosed, no, not really. And then the make-miss playoffs really aren't up anywhere. It's all a total mess. Um, So not a lot of bets to make like right now in those markets. The second point I'd make, while all of this is really fun to talk about, it shouldn't obscure the fact that with basically one exception, Buffalo, any of these teams that make it are zeros. They don't matter. And I'm throwing Jacksonville in there too. None of these teams matter. Like that. Well, welcome to all the losers in the first round of the playoffs. Great. Who's going to lose? Let's let's find out. So like we're talking about Super Bowl futures, conference futures, like Buffalo is a little different and they play some very interesting games the next few weeks. Kansas City, they play Miami like that's really uh, play Dallas. So like that's really interesting and they could go on a run and they still have this upside. Every other team, like the other nine of them. Yeah, here are your first or maybe second round losers in the playoffs. So again, like, you're going to go bet the AFC? Who are you going to bet? The, the teams that are already low priced that are really good? The Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Ravens? Like, they're not they're not getting any lower because we have this hodgepodge of crap behind them. So it's just, it's, an awesome, it's a really fun topic. I spent a lot of last night kind of like thinking during the game, man, like if the Bengals made it, how would I think about them? Like, would I think that they're viable if Browning's going to play like this? Also, like... Am I really having this conversation with myself off one game of Jake Browning when I watched him play the week before and it was brutal? So it just, yeah, these are fun things to think about. I would just emphasize, like, I'm not going crazy betting into a bunch of stuff here. I don't think there is a bunch of stuff to bet into here. That doesn't mean we can't be like, who who you got? Like, who do you think is going to make it? Which is also a really interesting conversation. Yeah, I, I do think that we will see somehow, some way, that Colts-Texans game in Week 18 will be an extremely meaningful yeah, game some, as, to who some makes, significance. as to who makes the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm hoping it results in Shane Steichen winning Coach of the Year. I think that would be Might that just would be, be for really the Texans, great. though, realistically. Like, if the Colts lose this game and then, like, one more, the Texans have an even more favorable schedule down the stretch. It could be, like, the Colts, and I don't want to say this because, like, I, like, I'd like Steichen to win, too, more than Ryan's for sure, but uh, the Colts might still be playing spoiler in that game more than anything. It obviously depends on who the wins and losses and in so many of these coin flips coming up. Indianapolis' schedule rest of season. Uh, Cincinnati coming up this week on the road. Host the Steelers. Mitch Trubisky will likely be the quarterback in that game. At Desmond Ritter and the Falcons. Hosting Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders. And then hosting the Texans in Week 18. Houston schedule at the Jets. And like that that insane quarterback situation. Tim Boyle got released. I just I love this. Tim Boyle gets released and Brett Rippon comes in. It's just like the it's the circle of life at the Jets. 
at Will Levis and the Titans, hosting probably Joe Flacco and the Browns, hosting the Titans against like, the Titans twice in three weeks at the end of the year, and then at Indianapolis. Uh, and, and just like... You know, you mentioned the three Titans, Ken, in the AFC, which right now is, you know, Miami would be the one right now. We have the Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Pittsburgh, 7-5, and five, backup quarterback. Cleveland, 7-5, and five, backup quarterback. Cincinnati, 6-6, six and six, backup quarterback. Indianapolis, 7-5, and five, backup quarterback. Chargers have Herbert, but the rest of the team's absolutely brutal, not saying they can't make it. Russell Wilson for the Broncos coming off the loss this past week. Uh... And then you've got C.J. Stroud and Josh Allen. Like, can Buffalo get it together to make the playoffs? I think if you are Kansas City, Miami, and Baltimore, you are hoping against hope that the Bills do not make yeah. it. Because they're the one team, to well, your point, Kansas Ken, City, you that control I think your, upend the You control that. You got to beat Buffalo this week if you're Kansas. I mean, you could you could, you win this game against Buffalo. So you, knock them, you might knock them out of the playoffs. They're out. If you Most win this likely. game. You don't want to see them again. Yeah. Why, why? You definitely don't want to see that team. Hey, hey come, come on in, Joe Flacco. Come to Arrowhead. And let's see what I Come on in, Mitch Trubisky or, you know, Gardner Minshew. Very likely playoff participants. Like some of these bad teams are getting in. May, maybe like the best case scenario for the fan is, is pretty straightforward. It's like either Houston wins the division or Jacksonville does and the other makes it. And then it's the Bills. And then it's like... Honestly, if if like the fan had to choose between like Denver and Cincinnati, probably since he's like a better story, it's like more fun with Browning. Honestly. Yeah. It's like this. It's honestly, this like Ferrari of an offense. Yeah, well, I, I'm almost like I almost have them in like the B categories to where it's like, yeah, like they can get back in. It's just like less reasonable than the other teams. For sure. Herbert in a playoff game is like more fun than a lot of the options. But yeah, that's the Bengals. It's so interesting. Like their schedule is brutal. Absolutely brutal down the stretch. So it's like, can they make the playoffs? Maybe, but it's pretty tough. And, but you, I, you, again, like I'm watching the game last night and I just go, I mean, they've built this again, like Ferrari of an offense. All three receivers are healthy. The tight ends are all contributing. Mixon. And then, like you guys were talking about Chase Brown getting like put in the, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's a monster. It's just like, who's driving the car? If the guy driving it is now competent. I mean, it's it's a Ferrari of an offense. Can he handle the car successfully, right? And then the defense isn't particularly good, but like, if if the first thing is true, it doesn't have to be. So they are they do have this like sneaky bit of intrigue. You just again, like Zach Wilson played a really good game earlier this year. Like I, you can't be like this is what it's going to be. It's like unreasonable to expect the same thing every week. The Bengals schedule it's it's not the most difficult schedule. It's not easy, but it's well, compared at, to what look, you just one read. Game. Compared to yeah, what compared there's... to Colts and the Texans. I mean, come on, yeah. Unfortunately, they don't play in the AFC South. There is one game that right. like looms as like an impossible game. So host the Colts this week, host the Vikings, and we'll see how this game goes for Minnesota on Sunday and like who the quarterback's going to be in that game. So host Colts, host the Vikings at the Steelers, which I think is very likely to be another Trubisky game. So at Pittsburgh, then at Kansas City, which was going to be like the Burrow Mahomes, like another like classic game. And now it's going to be Browning. I don't know, maybe Browning is Burrow and th- that game will be great. Probably going to lose that game and then host the Browns. Probably with, I, I, I'm telling like the Browns are going to start Flacco the rest of the year if he's healthy. I don't know how you go back to DTR after the way he played. Like he's their best option. I, they, they they could go ten and seven. As in, I can't even well, believe that's a thing that I'm saying. Well, yes, and they mean can also right, but like, but in order for them to do that, they lose to the Chiefs and they have to win every single other game to do that. Just like so, just when you're saying like, well, they can go ten and seven. I mean, yeah, they can go eleven and six. But like, are is that the most likely record for them? No, their most likely record's like nine and eight. 
That's the most likely record. I don't, maybe nine and eight ends up making it because all these teams are so bad that not, now we fall into nine and eights starting to make it, which we're starting to, by the way. A lot of teams taking losses. Like nine and eight comes back into play here a little bit. But if it's, if you're thinking like 10 and seven and you're safe, the Bengals are very unlikely to be safe because they're probably going to lose to the Chiefs. They have to win all the other four coin flips. Yet winning four coin flips is very difficult. It's like parlaying four legs together. It's like hard to hit all four. That's, that's what the Bengals are still facing right now. So nine and eight gets in. The Jets went know. out. Well, I mean, Zach, no, Zach Wilson comes but, back, yeah, five yeah. straight wins. <laughs> no chance. You're just, you're, you're as uh, bad as like you. the New York media and the New York fans. Just like, I don't, just, like, stop reporting on, like, I don't care. They have the same uh, record yeah. as the Titans. But like, it's, just, you know. but it's very, like, but the Titans are not interesting at all. The Jets are at least interesting in, right. in the way that, like, you know, you drive past a car crash like a and you need to look at it. Yes, correct. Right. Yeah, exactly. But just this, like, but you didn't say that. You said Jets win out. I'm like, yeah, the oh, off-the-field jo- Zach I'm, Wilson I'm, being I'm, a, I'm a petulant teenager is interesting. Right? Yes, <laughs> but yes, I'm joking. The Jets are, not but only like, are the Jets not yeah, going to win yeah, out, they they're going to lose out. out. Patriots could win out, too. You know, don't like, no, the Jets, the, not all, just to be clear, the Jets are not only not going to win out, like they're probably going to lose out, like lose every game the well, rest except, of the year. Except the last game. Except the last game. I I, I think they're going to lose to the Patriots. I think the Patriots will I don't will think the Patriots can let that happen. I think they might, <laughs> Patriots might get the number one pick if they lose that game. I think they might. I think they Hour might one's done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. We will start our handicap of week 14, P squared, B squared with the Colts and the Bengals.